listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created the show to help you live a lifted life. Hey everyone and welcome back. It's episode 82 of the Lifted Life Podcast. And today we thought it would be fun to share a bit about how we met. So we are recording this on a Sunday as we typically do. Uh, but this podcast comes out on a Tuesday and this Tuesday is super special because it is May 12th and that is our anniversary. So we thought it would be fun to share a bit about our backstory, how we actually met, uh, which made this whole lifted shenanigan possible because if we wouldn't have met, I don't really know about this lifted thing. So it's in your best interest to be thrilled that we met is what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, anyway, so we are celebrating 19 years together. Uh, some reason I was a little bit nervous because I feel like you're going to put me on the spot. 14 years Because I always married. say how many years have been married and you always throw on top the other five years. Well, of... yeah, because nothing really changed when we got married. That's true. <laughs> like we were in it to win it from the get-go and the whole married thing was just mostly because I wanted a pretty ring, I think. And looking back, we were obviously pretty young, but I remember like feeling like it was important that we got married. Like I really thought it was taking too long for us to get married. <laughs> and like you said, once we got married, it didn't really change much. Other than we had metal on our ring on our fingers and metal on our ring, metal, metal rings on our fingers and yeah, piece we were, of paper, I suppose. But yeah, we were already pretty committed and yeah, and definitely in it for the long haul from the get go. I felt like, um, I I. I feel like it was shortly after we met that I was like, all right, this is it. Game over. This is easy. Now I have this figured out. I can figure out the rest of my life. Because I, yeah. I knew. I was like, oh, I'm just going to be with this guy. Because he's funny and sweet to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what do you want to say? What do you want to start with? Well, you said it was about how we met. So we met at a mutual friend's birthday party. Shout out to Robin. Which, yeah, we should probably tell her happy birthday soon. <laughs> I think we missed it. It was like um, two days ago or something. And I remember thinking, and it's so funny because every time I wish her happy birthday, like she'll like bring up like, oh, aren't you glad yeah. I had a birthday? Because yeah. you met the love of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my birthday party. Um, so yeah, she had a, a birthday party. And um, I was there because... Um, she was actually a bit older. She was my sister's age, um, Robin was, and she had a younger sister, and that younger sister and I got invited to this party. We were still in high school, so mm-hmm. we drove up an hour away to Columbia, Missouri to go celebrate this birthday, which I'm thinking now, what a wild thing that my mom let me do that. <laughs> mom, you listening? Was this a good idea? You let me go with my friend. She drove an hour away. And we spent the night at her older sister's house. Who's all part of the plan, I guess, because yeah. once that uh, that started the motion of the <laughs> of our life story, it just mm. it happened for whatever reason. I was very responsible. Yeah, I think she, she probably trusted you. Yeah, and she should have. I remember yeah. I drank Dr Pepper that night. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're at this party. I definitely had I Heart Boys on my <laughs> shirt. <laughs> What was that? Did did you like that? Like, was that like, oh, good. This is an indicator that she's in the boys. I have a chance. <laughs> I've got a chance. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, 
we have a picture of it, so I remember it because um, because we you know look back at photo albums or whatever, and it has a picture of that. So I knew you had that shirt on, but I can't say I really recall being like, well, that's that's the one right there. There's a plus. There's right a clear there. indicator that she's into boys, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so when we first got the idea to do this episode, we Uh, didn't fully think it through. We've got a lot going on today. Um, But I knew we wanted to share a bit about our backstory. So it's funny now as we're sitting here and I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels almost like... So at the time we didn't have cell phones, so it was like getting your digits. I guess I grabbed a box and wrote... You wrote your phone number on it. You ripped... So actually what's really wild, you had already left. Yeah, that's right. So... So we were talking, we hung out quite a bit, and actually we talked pretty philosophical, which thinking back to the me then, I didn't really talk that philosophical. So you and I sat out in the back of the, we were actually in the party, we were outside, and we were just talking philosophy, and <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that deep at the time, it was pretty deep for Felt me. Deep, yeah. yeah. And then my friends were ready to go, and I just said, hey, it's nice talking to you, I'm, I'm going to leave. And I don't remember why, but we were in Someone the car. Someone forgot their keys or and something. And one of my friends forgot something, and we went back in. And you were sitting there, and I thought, you know tell you what i'm just gonna grab this beer box rip the cardboard <laughs> off write my cell phone number on it what I, mean, I said i didn't have a cell phone i think you did have one but i didn't anyway i wrote my number on this box and then said hey you know, call me sometime mm-hmm. or something like that yeah something really dashing i'm sure <laughs> oh my gosh okay so i remember getting the number and then being like okay it was really clear there were sparks but i think i'm not supposed to call him right away it's a rule or something, right? Yeah, you like, wait. you should wait a day or two. So I remember, like, I had this cardboard box that had one side had a number on it, and one side said Bud Light or something, <laughs> right? And I was like, I'll flip it. I'll flip the cardboard box, and if it's if it lands on the number, I'll call them sooner. Mm-hmm. And I flip it, and it lands on the beer side. I'm like, best out of three. <laughs> so I did it again, and I can't remember exactly what happened because I was going to do what I wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But the other funny story is that I was 15 and living at home with my mom and I had to ask her to make a long distance call to call you because mm-hmm. it shows up on your phone bill. This yeah. is the olden days, folks, back when there were long distance phone calls and phone bills. And so I said, you know, I, I want to call him. And you were actually so even though the party where we met was a college town an hour away, we both grew up in the same small town. So mm-hmm. my mother knew of you. Yeah. But um so when I mentioned to her that I wanted to call you, I was like, hey, I want to call him. Like, just wanted to check, you know, since it's a long distance call. And and I quote, she said, what do you want to call that short old man for? <laughs> I think she's still staying behind that today. <laughs> well, it's sort of. I think she'd be, I'm so glad you called that short old man. So anyway, I guess, I guess she said, yes, I could make that long distance call. And we talked and. The rest is somewhat history. Obviously, we can mm-hmm. share a bit more about our story. But um, given that I was still in high school and you weren't, you were working and in college and all mm-hmm. of these things, you uh, did live an hour away from mm-hmm. where I lived still and had a couple years left of high school. And so our first couple years of our relationship was a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And we would get a day together or a couple days together on the weekend. And then sometimes you'd even drive back in the middle of the week because it was too long mm-hmm. to wait till the weekend. And mm-hmm. it was just very stressful and it was like we never had enough time. It was that feeling of, I just need more time. Like it always goes too fast. It's always Sunday night and it's time for you to leave again. And I think that uh, I laugh about now even the creation of what we've made with Lifted and you not going to work and not having to go anywhere. And we're like, finally, we have some time together. <laughs> like 
that was the whole thing we were working towards. But I, I would say the first real glimpse of that was when I finished high school and I moved to Columbia, Missouri, where you were living and we were able to see each other all the time. Yeah. And it was that big feeling of relief of, okay, we don't have to rush. But still, it felt like things like we were always, there's work or something that was in the way of us getting to enjoy more time together. And I just think what an amazing life that I've had to the main person that I spend my time with. I always want more of that. Like what a blessing and what a beautiful life to have that experience and say, yeah, there's times where I get a little bit sick of you, but mostly I just want to be with you. <laughs> and I think that's the coolest feeling in the world is to want to be with somebody more and more, even though you're with them all the time. And so that was kind of a little bit of what those foundational years were for us. So, so then we lived together, um, in Columbia and then what brought us to Kansas City? Oh, Monica was already here in Kansas City. Yeah. So my sister was yeah. here. She had a one-year-old and I was her auntie and I loved being an aunt. It was like top priority. I had a picture of that baby right beside my bed and I would just cry because I wasn't getting to see her grow up. Mm-hmm. So I was rooting for this move of like, let's get to Kansas City. Let's get to Kansas City. And you were kind of, eh. but then something really cool happened. Yeah. Um, I was working in the pharmaceutical space doing um, automation and one of the um, engineers there that I was friends with quit and he moved to Kansas City uh, to run an apartment complex or something. I can't remember. He and his wife had bought an apartment. Anyways, they came here and I think I had mentioned to him that I had been coming here to see your sister and we actually had uh, dinner with him one night when we were here. Yeah. And he saw an article in the paper that um, the br- local brewery needed a controls engineer, and he said uh, he actually snipped that, snipped it, and either fact no, he mailed it, he mailed in an it envelope to us. Yeah. with a postal stamp, yeah, <laughs> and, and that arrived at our apartment in Columbia. And then yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah. then I applied, and I think I had like five or six interviews. Yeah, and you were like, not you were coming home like I'm not really nailing these interviews. I'm like, I need you to get your face on. <laughs> Like, let's practice. Like, what are some questions? What are they asking you? How can I help you? Let's get fired up. I really wanted to live here because I only have one sister and we're super close. So the idea of living closer to her was really exciting to me. But also that whole dynamic of being an aunt and her already having um, had her first child and just wanting to see her grow up and be a big part of her life. You know, what's amazing about that is I was thinking as I worked for a corporation and I didn't like it. Um, I just knew that wasn't for me. Then... We moved to Kansas City, and I worked basically for an entrepreneur. I mean, that's what he was. At the brewery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He he was an entrepreneur. That's how he found the brewery. And I worked the entrepreneur life, but I was still an employee. But I worked, got a really good taste of it, and I got to grow up in that and help them grow their business as something really big. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, if you've been following this for a while, I quit that, and now I'm starting to work at our business. But The other crazy thing is that uh, what you were doing at the pharmaceutical is helping make antibiotics yeah i know full <laughs> and, circle and now you're like whoa whoa, whoa let's make some probiotics well, what would you rather be anti or pro yeah <laughs> but pro- I, I saw a lot of stuff that, yeah, yeah. It, that makes me not want to take an antibiotic but anyways yeah, that's different <laughs> sometimes they are medically life-saving and when yeah. you really yeah, need yeah. one you really should take one <laughs> but if you don't really need one don't really take one um with- I wonder if that's picking up. We got a really cute baby neighbor and she's always shouting hi. So if you hear her, she's saying hello to you. We'll take a quick break to thank our sponsor this week and then we can get back a little bit to the story. Hopefully bring some value. We generally try to really share 
value-packed episodes, but I thought it'd be fun just to share a little bit of our story and some of what we've gone through. So this week's sponsor is Mood Boosting Probiotic, a review by Angel, who says, five stars, I love it. I don't know if it's my head or my gut, but I feel good. (laughs) The world is crazy and I feel okay. I would highly recommend. And I got shivers on that one. The world is crazy and I feel okay. Mm. Mm. Preach it, Angel. Thank you for being a lifted customer. So back to the show. In this week's episode, we're speaking about romance (laughs) and love and togetherness. What would you say is your top tip, given that we've spent 19 blissful years together? Yeah, I was thinking about that the whole time. You know, I've done this before, but I went back and through all the... um, the steps or what I would call pivotal moments. And, you know, the one that you highlighted in the beginning was when I left and we thought I was gone and I came back for whatever reason, whatever serendipity brought me oh, back at the party, the original yeah. meeting. So yeah. there's lots of those milestones or events in our, in our life or in my life that I, I always look back on and really think about how in- interesting they are. Um, Someone, I was on a show one time and someone had asked me that, how long we've been together. And I told him, they said, well, what's your secret to that long relationship? <laughs> and I'm sure I gave some answer that I don't know what I gave actually. <laughs> you were so nervous. You're like, just stop asking, stop me. asking me questions. <laughs> how could I know that? Um, <laughs> but honestly, I think it's that, that we've both been um, really interested in, expand- in expansion and expanding our lives and changing and growing and we've always done it together and it always went in the same direction for the most part. Yeah. So I think that's what's made it so easy and so much fun is that we've um, just kind of done it together and kind of grown in the same way. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think, I think that change is the only inevitable thing. And so if you come into a relationship and one person's changing or growing really fast and the other one, maybe they have this feeling of being left in the dust or they have a feeling of getting left behind or... Um, something like that. I could see how that could create some difficult. But I realized as I said that it's not like we were, were mirrors or it's not like we're the exact person either. Like you got into some of this philosophical stuff way before me mm-hmm. and tried to share with me. And I was like, not, no, not listening to this. Mm-hmm. And then over time it started making sense. Other people were saying it and then I kind of was able to connect what you're actually saying and make it mean something to me. So it's not like we were exact same person that, we agree on everything because we surely, surely don't. Yeah. And I think that in the 19 years, there's been spots of time that were more difficult than others. Times where I was so frustrated that I was continually wanting to share something with you that you weren't quite understanding or caring about. And I remember feeling there was a a wave of time of just like, what if he never cares about something Mm -hmm. that matters to me? And I remember that feeling of like, well, what if like, what if this is a sign of this is not working or just those heavy signals that you can get throughout being with someone continuously for as long as we've been together. Mm-hmm. And the most freeing thing that I remember reading about, and I think I even shared about it on social media because it was so like, it took my whole body over and it was, I can always choose to love you. That's my choice. And so once I realized that I could choose to love you, but that doesn't mean I didn't choose to love myself. It didn't mean I didn't choose to continue to pursue things that lit me up and made me feel alive and good, but I can always continue to choose to love you. Even if you frustrate me, even if you don't see me the way that I want you to see me, all of those things, I can still choose to love you. And I thought that was the coolest feeling in the world that even if you frustrate me, even if, um, 
all of those things. Like it was this choice of mine that I still had. And when we realize we are at choice in our life, we show up in a whole nother way. It's when we start to feel Mm -hmm. like a victim or we're unseen or unheard or unvalidated. And really the only person that can do that to ourself is ourself. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided I can choose to love you, that's my choice. I realized that even if you don't do everything exactly the way I want you to do, especially if you don't do things the way I want you to do, I can still love you. That's my choice. Mm -hmm. And there was something that just shifted in that moment. There's a lot of signals that come from books and movies of, of like the grass is greener on the other side that if you're frustrated or if you're exasperated, that maybe there's something better out there. I feel like those messages come in at us all the time. And yet it's my choice to love you. And I choose to continue to, to make that choice every day. So I don't know when you made that choice. That was like five minutes ago or five years ago. or Somewhere in the middle of our relationship. Like for the first part of it, we were both young and yeah. disempowered. Yeah. We had a relationship that was probably codependent of like, oh, if you're in a bad mood, I'm in a bad yeah, mood. Yeah, or, oh, sure. yep. And then we've just evolved so much yep. the past five years, especially. But, but right before that evolution, I started to realize how frustrated I would get with you, how frequently. Uh, Because you just needed me to do that one thing. Yeah, Yeah, if you could only do this, then I would feel special. If you could only do that, then I would feel all of those things. And so instead of continuing to wait for that to happen, I let that be up myself. Well, what's amazing about that is when you do that, you kick in the law of attraction and you start focusing on the love that you have for me and I can sense that and then I start focusing on those those components of you that I love. And then it's like this loop that feeds itself. Yeah. There's a beautiful quote, something about if you want to see someone truly come to life, love them exactly the way they are or Mm -hmm. some beautiful thing like that. And it definitely resonated because I thought if I'm continually waiting for him to do something that he's not doing, uh, it just leads to continual frustration. And it does remind me of a Steve Chandlerism, which is the difference between an expectation and an agreement. So if there's something I really do want and need and would love to have, then I can talk to you about it. We can create an agreement around it. And otherwise, if I'm just expecting it, it leads to continual frustration and disappointment. So that was a big breakthrough. I'm sure my friend Pearl, if she's listening, she remembers that time, like going on a walk and being like, I am kind of dumb with this guy. <laughs> like, not really. Like, it was just like the most frustrated thing she'd ever seen me with yeah. you because we were just butting heads of you know, I think I had really grown a lot maybe and you hadn't fully caught up. And I'm sure Uh there's some couples or even individuals who are listening to this like, yes, that's me. I want to grow and learn. I'm reading these books and listening to podcasts and, and you know, my partner, all they want to do is watch movies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's um, probably a really common issue. So as soon as I started talking about this problem, I thought, oh, this is how we can hopefully add some value to people. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying always just stick it out and stay and be whatever. I'm just saying you can choose to love them and you can choose to love yourself. And like, that's the most empowering choice you can make in that there is a time to have difficult conversations, which can require some agreements. But if you just have expectations that are continually not met, you are setting yourself up for that failure you are setting yourself up for that disappointment because an expectation is never agreed upon. An agreement is agreed upon. Hmm. So hopefully that is helpful if you are struggling a bit. But yeah, I, I, um, I feel like we've come a long way because um, maybe because of a shift that we each made that was um, giving the other person a little bit more grace or a little more space to catch up or to become who they're meant to become because I wouldn't want you to just grow and expand in my direction simply because I wanted you to I would want you to grow and expand in your own ways 
And I think sometimes we can't see that people are actually doing that. Yeah, I think that was probably the, the biggest thing for me as far as our relationship's concerned is that I'm in charge of my own happiness and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And definitely, even recent times, I've caught myself being like, well, if she would have done this, then this wouldn't have happened. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But that's not the point. Like, I don't get to choose what you do and don't do. Mm-hmm. I get to choose what makes me happy and be happy with myself. And Yeah. The thing that get, that area gets tricky. We've yeah. talked about that before where you're like, I need to be selfish. If I'm not selfish, I don't know who I am and can't show up as a good partner. And you all can't of these- give what you don't have. So if you don't love yourself, it's hard to love someone. Yeah. And I do think that there's some wild expansion that happens when you stop waiting for your partner to feel good for you to feel good. Like, yeah. it just, it leads to this constant. Someone's got to go first. Might as well be you. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Okay. So... Uh, let's see. That leads us up to current day, 19 years together, approximately. I skipped a couple of details in there, <laughs> <laughs> like Maybe. kids and stuff. But Oh, right, right. <laughs> those. I love those too. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, there's so many things. I'm like, do we really want to go into it? How long have we been talking, babe? We're on the 20 minute mark beyond. Okay. Well, something I'll share real quick that's been really fun kind of cool was that um i mentioned we started dating when i was 15 and pretty shortly after it was just this known energy of we're in this together and one of the ways you kind of showed that was that when i turned 16 um you gave me your car because you're like i need to go get a new car because i'm driving a bunch i have this out of town girlfriend now (laughs) and i'm driving a bunch so i'm gonna get this more reliable car and i had just turned 16 and you were like here do you want this car because i'm gonna get this car because and it was like what like, what do you, what? Like, you're just going to give me this car that feels really weird. No, I don't think so. And you're like, no, I want you to have it. Um, you know, make your life so much better and so much easier driving to track practice and whatever mm-hmm. else I was doing when I was 16. And so that to me was this really wild feeling of like, oh my gosh, like just being taken care of and being, um, that whatever. So for me, um, it was always this feeling of like, I want to, I want to thank him or I want to repay him. And it wasn't ever like that for you, I know. No. But I just felt like it, it feels good to complete the cycle of give and receive and accept and all of that. And so one of my favorite stories about Lifted was that one of the bigger purchases we made once things were flowing <laughs> was that you got a Model 3 Tesla. Yes. So that was really exciting because before Lifted, I was growing various businesses, but they were pretty small. And so the income I made from those businesses was generally put back into the business to grow it. And then once it was starting to get some momentum, I wasn't really feeling it. Didn't feel like I was living my purpose and I made a shift. So I was home with the kids, mostly identified as a stay-at-home mom. And you were working your job as an engineer and worked very hard and provided a lot of stability for our family. Um, but it was, you know, mostly a single income um, until Lifted came along, until Lifted mm-hmm. came along and we were able to grow and it was basically like having two incomes. So one of the coolest experiences for me has been this, was that experience of like, okay, and now you get a car. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's always how it has to work. If someone gives you something, you should repay them with the same thing. But for me, that was just really important to me because I knew how much you wanted that. And so, um, just a little bit of a fun story of what Lifted has brought as far as, I mean, yeah. That was amazing to get a, a Model 3. That was a dream of mine or something I really wanted, and it was nice to to be able to do that. Um, I, I, we've shared this before, but uh, for me, starting Lifted was a great 
dream. I'm not starting lifted, but being a part of it. Like, um, there was times before lifted when you were running your business, having your businesses. And I felt like they're yours and there was really no reason for me to get involved. And then there was other people I tried to start side businesses with and it just never worked. And Mm -hmm. I never felt like they were, they bought in. Like I was fully committed, Mm -hmm. but I could tell they weren't really. Mm -hmm. And then when lifted came along, it started out as like your idea mm-hmm. and I was like this is her thing just stay out of the way and help where you can and then there was this moment when I was like no this is true buy-in like this is something I believe in she believes in we both believe in we're both invested I think we had gotten a really great customer reviewers like email yeah. saying like you have changed my life for me is before that when you okay. kind of laid out like no this is a movement this mm-hmm. is not just about products this is about a lot of things it's about a whole idea concepts and like that's what I bought into. But then you're right. When we got the reviews started rolling in where people lives are totally changed. Yeah. That's when it was like, okay, this is, this yeah. is something real. Yeah. This is really happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that when I first started lifted, I've shared that I came to you and said, I need your buy-in. I need yeah. you to be a part of this. And I think I like verbally you said, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it, even- you had it, but it was like more like I support you. Like it wasn't like I'm, not buying into this thing, but I support you. Right. Whereas instead that one, like the, the shift that you experienced was that you believed in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then once you and I both believed in it, it was kind of game over because we started to create so much momentum and we started to grow. I mean, we're still barely touching the tip of the iceberg yeah. as far as how many customers we've reached. In fact, have I shared about how one review, a guy said, I don't know why you guys aren't bigger. Your, your stuff's good. I'm like, Dave, I am working as hard as I can over here to get the word out about these products for mood-formulated probiotics. But we're both pretty clear, too, that we need to enjoy our life as well. It's yeah. not just about... Putting your get, head down and working yeah. the whole time, yeah. and then you don't live the experience of being a mom, um, which or is... Or dad. For me, I or am dad. a mom, it turns out. So I'm trying to you know, be a good mom, and I know that our kids are almost nine and already 11, it's crazy she'll be nine. She's still eight, eight yeah. and 11, and they will only be eight and 11 once. And so we have, I try to lean into that reminder that I can always work more later, but they are mm-hmm. only this age once. So anyway, okay, that was a little bit all over the place, but I did really want to share some of those fun little extra details. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so happy anniversary, babe. Thanks, babe. Happy anniversary to you and Mother's Day. Oh, right. Uh, thank you. And all the mothers listening. Yes, we wish you a happy belated Mother's Day. And we appreciate you listening to our podcast. We hope you found some value in this episode talking about how we met and a bit of our backstory. If you haven't already, be sure to click over and leave a, a rating and review. Those help us a ton. If you don't know how to do that, but you'd like to help us, please just reach out to me. I can walk you through it. Uh, you can DM me, PM me. Or CM me. I don't know what that one means. Yeah, so that's the last one. Info at liftednaturals.com is another way you can reach out. Thanks for listening. We hope you have an amazing week. Happy May. And we'll see you next week. Bye.